Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The gospel is something that confronts us. Some might say that it's offensive. To accept the gospel is to acknowledge that it's calling everyone a sinner. The gospel says that there's something wrong with us and we need help. It's only Jesus who came to save us. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will share about this gospel. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 2nd, 2023. Jesus said when he was arrested and about to go to the cross, when he was standing before Pilate, who was querying him, genuinely, I believe, he was just baffled. And he asked Jesus about it. And Jesus' response was, you know, if my kingdom were of this world, my disciples would fight. But the reason they're not fighting, except for Peter in the garden, he's going to cut off Malchus's ear. But besides that, the reason they're not fighting is because my kingdom is not of this world. So we're trying to fight for this, it's the wrong fight. It's the wrong fight. So when, when you hear Trump say something like they don't trust the Biden administration, it's all part of that deception to get us to hate the other side. He goes on, I'm still quoting Trump, I can think of no other reason. But they say we don't want it. We aren't going to take it. When I was there, everybody wanted it. (laughs) And we were doing great. Well, the military did a fantastic job. This was October 7, 2021. That alone. Remember when he announced Operation Warp Speed? You're going to deploy the military to inject people? Really? I don't know if I remember that when Trump was president, everybody was like, yay! And then Biden becomes president. It's the same thing. Didn't you, didn't you find that odd? That it was, it was uh, he passed the baton to, to Biden. Okay, your turn now. It's your, you're, you're scheduled for this now. So it's your, it's your time. Okay, showtime. So, okay, give me that thing that you're the father of, and I'll carry the baton. We'll keep this thing moving. That's what I mean by powerful deception, (laughs) delusion. It's it's just mind-boggling to me. Okay, Uh, last one. A collective sigh of relief. This is August 18th, 2021. I'm very proud of the vaccine. I've taken it. 
You've probably taken it, but I'm very proud of it. I think we could have had another situation like with the Spanish flu in 1917, where up to 100 million people were killed. Now for those of you who, like me, took the time to research this, you it was pretty eye-opening, wasn't it? I'm talking about the 1917 Spanish flu. Well, I'm going to leave it at that, and sorry about that, but <laughs> I would encourage you. And, and by the way, be a Berean, and don't take my word for any of this. You search the Scriptures, you see if what I'm saying is true or not. Now, this all begs the question of how in the world does doing an update like this get Jesus to people and people to Jesus? I'm glad you asked. You asked, right? Because I'm going to answer. When people's eyes open to the lies, it can have the much needed effect of driving them away from the lie and propelling them to the truth. Scripture is replete with passage after passage in this regard, particularly in the book of Proverbs, specifically Proverbs 27, 5 and 6. Please listen to this proverb. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. In other words, I'd rather you rebuke me openly than love me not openly. Uh, that, that's better. That reassures me that you love me enough to speak truth to me. Because we speak the truth in love because of love. I mean, the parents, come on. This, this is parenting, right? 101. I, I'm doing this because I love you, to which the child always responds, I wish you didn't love me so much, right? But if, if you didn't love them, you wouldn't bother. Who cares? You know, yeah, go ahead. Juggle knives on the H3. Just, I don't care. No, I love you. I love you enough to speak the truth to you in love, because of love. And that's what verse 6 is, wounds from a friend. Wounds, it hurts, from a friend can be trusted. But, conversely, an enemy multiplies kisses. In other words, if you really love me, you'll tell me the truth. If you don't tell me the truth, you don't love me, you love yourself. And you're unwilling to put our relationship and friendship in jeopardy. That means you don't love me. You don't care about me. You only care about yourself and me liking you. So you're not going to post that because you know that I'll block you and unfriend you on social media. No, but a, a true friend. And initially they'll resent you for speaking the truth but eventually they will thank you for speaking the truth. And conversely, and this, is, this should send chills up and down every single one of our spiritual spines, if I can say it like that. Initially they might thank you for flattering them and 
telling them only what they want to hear. Ah, it's good. You're good. It's all good. Enemy multiplies kisses. Tell me what I want to hear. Initially, thank you. Thank you so much. Aw. But eventually, they will resent you. Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me the truth? You mean you knew this and you didn't tell me this? It works both ways. They will resent you. They will even hate you. I, I shriek and shudder to think that anyone would ever come to me and say to me these words, why didn't you tell me? No, I told you, but that's on you. How you respond is not on me. This is the Ezekiel watchman. Your blood is not on my hands because I warned you. Now your blood would be on my hands if I didn't warn you about what's coming and speak the truth and not hold back and stop beating around the bush, stop dancing around. We don't want to offend anyone. You're going to flatter them into hell instead of offending them into heaven. I was talking with Dan yesterday and he made a comment. I couldn't agree more. He said, the gospel's offensive by its very nature. I mean, my goodness, we're going to end with the gospel as we always do. But how offensive is the gospel? It's very offensive because it says, I'm a sinner. I'm offended by that. Well, I'm going to offend you right into heaven, man. Because I'd rather offend you into heaven than flatter you into hell. So i got to tell you the truth, because I love you. I care about you. I'll end the way we began and lovingly say that we live in a day that is most unforgiving, of beating around the bush to avoid the hard truth. The result is people's eyes remained closed under the banner of there being no alarm to wake them from their spiritual slumber. Paul speaks to this in Romans chapter 13, beginning in verse 11. He says, and do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Interesting to note that jealousy and dissension would rise to the level of orgies and sexual immorality and debauchery. I think we're too dismissive of dissension, division, jealousy, covetousness, gossiping, rumors. Rather, verse 14, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Here's the bottom line, and I appreciate your patience with me. Please know that I take no delight than doing an update like this today. The hour has indeed come, and the night is nearly over. So 
And I say this in love. And the Lord knows my heart. And I'll include myself in this. I'm just as prone as anyone. Let's stop beating around the bush. Because of what's at stake. It's not just that lives are at stake. Eternal lives are at stake. And this is no time to be pulling back and beating around the bush and not ruffle any feathers. Uh, Listen, ruffle feathers. If it means keeping them out of hell and getting them into heaven. Every single one of us, I would venture to say, had our feathers ruffled when we came to Christ, right? Those feathers had to be ruffled. That's what brought us to Christ. That's what the gospel is. Again, as Dan said, it's offensive. What is the gospel? The gospel is you were dead in your trespasses and you have sinned against God and there's a penalty. It's the death penalty for that sin. But here's the good news, the gospel. Jesus came and he died for you. He was crucified. He was buried and he resurrected on the third day, which we're going to celebrate next Sunday. And he's coming back again one day. That's the good news. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The ABCs of salvation. Now I need to preface this, if you don't mind, because man, what is it about? You know, we started doing this about, what, probably four years ago now? And I mean, surprise, surprise, people started getting saved all over the world, because it's so childlike simple. I never intended for the ABC, by the way, I didn't come up with this, this, somebody else, I was doing a search online. It just, actually it was my wife. I got to give her the credit. She's like, you need to start sharing the gospel at the end of the prophecy updates. Yes, dear. So yeah, I want to sell it all. Yeah. I want to sell it all spiritual, like, yes, being the man of God that I am. And now my wife called me out on it. She said, you know, you're, you're doing these prophecy updates. You got to end with the gospel, the good news, because all you're doing up there is telling them the bad news. You're off in their feathers, yeah. So anyway, she'll be your second service. Please don't tell her I said that. <laughs> so when I first started doing the ABCs, it was just a way, a simple way, a tool to equip you. Because the number one fear that every Christian has is sharing their faith. We, we just get paralyzed in fear. You know, God presents you the profound privilege of the opportunity of sharing Jesus with somebody. And and we're like, uh, so uh, uh, what do I do now? Uh, So Jesus is real. He's really real. And he's real. And so we, so this was just a way to be at the ready to give to every man an answer of that hope that lies within you. It's not a formula. And actually, truth be made known, it's actually simpler than ABC. It's actually as simple as B. It's that simple. It's childlike simple. So as I go through this, please, it's just a way to share your faith and share Jesus with somebody. And I want to draw your attention to the thief on the cross as he's (laughs) called. We don't know if that was his crime, but 
you know, the two criminals that were being crucified next to the Savior that day? One rejects him. One says to him, remember me when you enter this kingdom, your kingdom. And what is Jesus' response? Truly, truly, I say unto you, verily, verily, this day you'll be with me in paradise. He acknowledged his sin, A, admitted that he was the Savior. This, this man is innocent. He has done nothing. We're the criminals. We've sinned. And he acknowledged, admitted his need of the Savior. That's the A, Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one, save one, Jesus the Christ. And here's why, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Again, sin is an archery term. It means you miss the mark, the bullseye, God's perfect standard of righteousness. So even if you hit the bullseye, it only takes one time. You break one of the commandments, you've broken the whole law. You've sinned, you've transgressed and fallen short. Romans 6.23 is what I like to refer to as the sentencing phase, because now you're guilty as charged, and now you're going to be sentenced to death, for the wages of sin is death. But, and here's the good news, The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So watch this. He paid for the gift. He purchased us, paid in full, with His blood shed in our stead. He paid the price. And then He offers us the gift. You know how it is when you give someone a gift? Uh, what do they do? Well, they re-gift it is what they do, but if you try to pay for it, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. No, no, it's a gift. You don't pay for it. Someone else did. Jesus did. He paid the How much did it cost? Everything. Cost him everything. But he paid him full, and he offers you this gift. What's the gift? Eternal life. It's a gift that he paid for. Now the B, very central, is for simply, simply, belief. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would do the ABCs of salvation, no. Whosoever would get water baptized, no. Whosoever would have membership in a church, no. Whosoever would believe, would not perish, but have everlasting life. It's that simple. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, very simple, childlike simple, Romans 10, 13, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Uh, We were traveling down memory lane, Dan and I, and uh, oh, so many memories. It was a January night in 1982. We were talking about the house that 
uh, we were renting at the time that I got evicted from. I think it was house number 10 that I got evicted from. But uh, I got saved in that house on a cold January night in 1982. And all I did was call upon the Lord, the name of the Lord. I woke up the next morning. I was a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. And then my brother from another mother <laughs> comes to Christ. And oh, it's so simple. Just call upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart, putting your trust in Him. All right, today's But God testimony. I, you'll see why I chose it. Uh, I think a word fitly spoken, it comes from Aaron Lund, who writes, Hello JD, I found you during COVID. I was trying to find out why Christians were so obsessed with Trump. <laughs> Trump said some blasphemous stuff, so I was confused. For instance, Trump told people in a speech, you knew I was a snake and you let me in. That was that snake poem. And another interview saying he didn't have to ask for forgiveness. Who talks like that? I saw a clip of you talking about Q. This is 2020. And I had to find you. I was thinking, finally, someone that's a Christian and a pastor saw what I saw. I am a former Catholic and have been lost for probably 24 years. I've always been close to Jesus and God, but still lost, wondering where I fit in. I may not like Trump, but if it wasn't for my quest to find out why Christians liked him, I wouldn't have found you. I guess he did some good, LOL. Okay. Honestly, I know the Holy Spirit led me to you. I am born again because of your ABCs of salvation. I thank the Lord I found you and your congregation. Thank you, Jesus. My eyes are so open now. I'll always continue to watch you as long as possible until we meet in the rapture. Thank you for preaching the whole Bible. I am learning a lot. Love, Aaron. Again, thank you so much for your grace. You're very gracious to me, patient with me. And so I do thank you for that. Father in heaven, I, again, this is tough stuff, but it's so needed because it's the truth. And so Lord, I just pray that the Holy Spirit, as only you can or always so faithful to, will take it from here and do that needed work in all of our lives concerning this. That there would be eyes opened to the truth. Lord, thank you that it's not about right or left, it's about lost or saved, and that you are our Savior. You're our Savior. And you're going to save us out of this world. You're going to take us out of this world when you rapture us out of this world. Lord, come quickly. Maranatha, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. 
How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.